0: Okay, I'm hoping, hoping that, that we, we are, are finally, finally on live. Um, I want to open us for questions. questions. Make sure, sure everybody's, everybody's here. here. So, so, we got, we got one, one watching, watching. It's, it's starting, starting. We're, we're getting, getting there, there. You make sure that uh, we, we got, got some more, more coming, coming on, on. Uh, please, please welcome, welcome yourself to the, the, uh, to the, the podcast, podcast, to the yeah. uh, YouTube, YouTube cast. Just turn, turn it up. All right. Let, let me yeah. um let, let me begin right. by welcoming you who are attending, I want to make sure, sure that uh, uh, we have an opportunity, opportunity to discuss really something that came out today that's um, very, very, very uh, troubling to us as practitioners in this area of law. Um, um, today a Senate, Senate Bill, Senate Bill 3565 was introduced, uh, it was introduced by uh, Senator, Senator Brown, Brown a Democrat, Democrat out of Ohio and it was, it was a bill, bill to amend, amend. I'm, and I'm reading some of, of the notes on this it was, it was a bill, bill to amend the federal fair, fair debt collection, collection practices act to, to expand, expand consumer, consumer protection for consumers and small businesses during a major disaster, disaster emergency, emergency. Uh, obviously this, this pandemic, pandemic would be included in, in such protection, protection. Uh, supporters, supporters of the, of the bill, bill include senator warren, senator warren senator cory booker and the bill, and the bill what it would effectively, effectively do, do and this is uh, when, when you, when you, when you, you understand, understand this a little bit better right, and go through it and explain this, you'll understand that this this would be a disaster, disaster for homeowner associations and condominium, condominium associations. Any association whatsoever uh, uh, here, here in Florida, Florida that, that depends on the ability to collect uh, assessments from, from those owners who uh, live in, in the communities, communities and for whatever reason, reason it may be, whether associated with the pandemic or not, are not paying you. you. So basically what the bill would cover is, is that beginning, beginning one day after the President declares a major disaster until 120 days after the end of the disaster period, 120 days, um, you could not go ahead and start with collection processes against any owner. So without prior consent. It would only allow debt collectors to communicate with consumers in writing during a major disaster or an emergency. The communication must also be for informed firms, such as myself, who engage in the collection of debt, of a cons- and this is considered a debt, the consumer debt, which is the maintenance obligations, whether regular or special assessment.
1: And what it would effectively do is limit our ability for 120 days and the associations from, from going, going after any owner who is not paying
0: any legal action taken, taken against an owner during this period of time would be considered a violation of the federal fair collection Practition practices act and sanctionable uh, in, in terms, terms of fines and damages and so forth. It's, it's mind-boggling because uh, at this point there's no exception we'll, we'll get to that uh, in a moment um, what you could do is you could write for informational purposes only to an owner and basically say listen owner we would like you to pay this this is something that the association needs in order to pay its upkeep, its bills, its management, its um, insurance all of those obligations that it has and without this we can't afford to uh, make our budget and pay our bills however if the, the owner, owner says, listen, go fly a kite, I don't, I don't have, have the money, I'm not, not paying, paying it right now, and anyways, anyways under this, this bill, the President's, president's bill, you, you can't, can't, or this is Congress. Congress, you, you can't, can't enforce this against me, and I and have a 120-day grace period to do, to do whatever, whatever I, I want. Is it, it is unfathomable. The bill, the bill requires that a debt, debt collector covered, covered under FDCPA, FD-CPA the Federal, Federal Debt, debt Collection Practices Act, Act. Again, 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 a firm such as myself, an association, Cannot charge a fee for non-payment, sue or threaten to sue for non-payment, continue collection litigation that was initiated prior to the disaster, so it's basically a pause.
1: Submit a cause to submit
0: a confession of judgment in any court. So if an owner says, "Listen, I'll take a judgment, take it, come after me," I don't know that you can collect, but I don't want to keep fighting this. Can't do that enforce security interest through repossession limited use or foreclosure obviously our main tools that we use to to go after owners take or threaten to take any action to enforce collection garnish wages or seize assets such as lending funds from a bank account disconnect or terminate utility services so i know many associations try to use cable tv as a means to enforce this i believe that cable tv would be considered utility some type, some type of utility, utility service and, and it, would it would be prohibited at interest, interest or fees to pass due balances. So, so effectively what you would have is a 120 day period of, of no interest, late charges, collection efforts, uh, or, or collections, collections themselves that, that when you come, come on the outside of this, 20 days, day, 120 days, the 120 owner would then have the obligation to to, 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 to pay. Um, It's It's important to note that, that, uh, you know, uh, other senators uh, have uh, also, uh, 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 congressmen congressmen have have also, and women have also introduced similar bills. Um, You know, the the, the problem with this bill is is that it would be the death of the most associations. Associations that don't don't have high reserves, reserves, associations that don't have funds stocked up to pay for the landscaping, landscaping, pay for the the insurance. insurance pay for, for any up- maintenance upkeep, upkeep. Pay, pay for the, the management, management company, would not be able to go ahead and collect it. So, so what have we been, been doing? Well, well one, one of, of the things, things we've done, done is we've suggested that the um, uh, that you write, you write to, to your, your congressmen, uh, Congress congresswomen, congresspersons, women, congresspersons and, and you ensure that, that your voice is heard, that your managers, the homeowners, uh, board members, to say, look, this can't be. There has to be an exception. There is, by, by the way, in the bill, a charity, charity exception. Um, I'm not I'm so sure yet how it works and how we're going to go ahead and, and, and apply it. it. But we, we would ask for the same it. exception to be provided for associations that are going to ahead and collecting on their debt. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't see a way in which associations can go ahead and uh, sustain themselves during this period of time. It simply wouldn't work. Um, so we, we are really asking you to go ahead and uh, go to your, uh, your, your various congressmen, congresswomen, senators and object to this, ask for a, a uh, carve-out for associations.
1: Let me ask there are there any questions about this? There is a, a means in which to, which to write, write any questions, questions and chat and on this
0: issue. I do have the actual bill itself, but I don't want to go read through it. it. At, at this, this point, point, these are things that are, that are being considered. It's, it's in, in its, its early stages. stages. The problem, the problem is, is that we all know that when things, things like, like this happen and, and there are uh, uh, pressures and, and these, these congressmen... Uh, Congresswomen women want to be, to be reelected elected or are worried about whether, whether or not uh, they, uh, they are, are deemed by, by the public, public, by their, their constituents who have done enough that these, these things go ahead and quickly morph into, into bills that they simply don't, don't think out, out the, consequences, the don't out, consequences, don't look at what, what can or, or can't happen as a result uh, of that uh, um, you know Financially, as I said before, I'll end on this, I don't see any questions on this, so I hope it's, it's very clear what's going on. Financially, this would be, uh, I think, a major hit on behalf of associations, and, uh, you know, we, we look at this as uh, as something that we really need to um, uh, we really need to stop and uh, um, and, and look to see of a card out, some type of special card out. Okay, Next. There are a a number number of issues with regards to uh, residents, tenants, guests who are testing positive, who are known to have have communicated or or been with somebody. somebody. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, so so the bill number, I've been asked about the bill bill number. number. It's Senate Bill Number number 3565. 3565. And let me see here. and I can can make make a copy of it available uh, online uh, for you to all look at the initial draft. Obviously these bills encompass many different aspects and many different uh, issues that are tangential to what we're concerned about, but um, I I can make the entire bill ready for you. So the next things a lot of my clients are facing are situations where they have a resident, a tenant, people who've been out of town who come into town, either have tested positive, uh, believe that they may have become in contact with somebody who has tested positive, and are looking for uh, guidance on what you can do. I've said in a prior podcast that the most important thing is that you do not, at any point in time, become confrontational with that person. Okay? You don't want to have issues arising with any of type of assault or battery charges against any board members. Uh, one, one of the things, things I discussed in a prior uh, podcast is, is the fact that most of your insurance policies have exclusions for these types of circumstances of a pandemic, pandemic. so, so there's, there's a question on whether or not a board member would, member would be covered, covered. on, on the, the other hand, hand as I have tried, tried to assure you, those of you looking, looking at these most of your documents have provisions, of that, documents have provisions of that say that the association shall identify and cover a board, a board member for his or her actions in taking and administrating the community. I believe that coupled with those powers, the powers already inherent in your documents, and the powers that we discussed in earlier podcasts under uh, Chapter 718 and Chapter 720 for emergency relief give you certain authority. So what do you do? Well, the first thing is you kindly ask and memorialize and write either through an email or uh, hand delivery or or certified mail that you want that person to self-quarantine themselves, self-shelter themselves, whatever you want to call it, that they must do so. The other thing you need to do is if they don't do that, if they are a tenant or a guest, if you, if you have, have the ability to lock them out of the building out of the, building, out of the, the association, association you, you do so and you and make it, it to a point where especially if they're, they're a guest, guest it's known to the, the owner or whether, whether, the that, owner or whether that, that owner is in-house or it's uh, a tenant who's uh, renting at the, at the time, time and it's, it's their guest that these are this person right now until they self-shelter cannot reside on association's property. It's a health, welfare, and safety issue. Really important and very easy to substantiate because, of course, what's going on with this virus. So, question really becomes, what if they don't do it? What if I don't have an opportunity or a method or means to exclude somebody from being here? So, you, so can you can do two, two, or one of two, two things. things. the association has the budget and the ability, you can, can hire some, some type of private, private security uh, guard system, system to come and enforce that. that. And, and they'll, they'll do, do one, one level above you. First of all, it won't will be you confronting it. It, it, it will be them. them. And, and second, second of all depending, all, depending on the level of guard or security, or security service that you provide or you retain, they have different levels in which they're comfortable you know, know, showing certain force without going to that, that next step. If that that doesn't doesn't work, or or if you don't don't have the means for that, that, then obviously the police is the next best thing. You need need to call the police and ask them to have this person excluded from the association's property, and and they have have to provide provide those those reasonings and and have some type of proof or some type of a basis to do do so. so. Let's Let's say say you you have an owner owner or a tenant, tenant. who has come in contact or actually has the virus and is refusing to self-shelter, to self-quarantine themselves in their unit and insists on going outside. The first thing is immediately you need to tell this is unacceptable and this will be subject to not only litigation, but fines and so forth. Okay they're willing to do that most likely they're not going to take heed of that and of course when you do provide that information that information has to be provided not only verbally but also in writing everything has to be provided in writing I even go to the the step of taking your iPhone or Android phone and videotaping and any type of quote confrontation or uh, addressing that person the next step is of course to go ahead and if Uh, you You want want to get to to that next level to retain your attorney attorney, whether it's myself or some other attorney that represents your association association, to write write a letter and basically tell them if they they don't don't do do this immediately immediately immediately, immediately, that the next step is seeking an emergency emergency injunction injunction. now Now, for for the for condominium there's there's no requirement in in my my opinion opinion, to go to the division of land sales since since this constitutes an emergency and it's about the use of one's unit outside of your documents, right, this is a health, welfare and safety, common nuisance issue, most likely not in your documents, so you don't, don't have to go to the division on that, even if you did, the division these times, I don't believe it would require you to do what normally they do, which is filed first with the division, and then after filing with the division, asking the division for leave to go to a circuit court, on the other hand, with an HOA, your obligations are to file a mandatory mediation notice, and that mediation notice can take up to 20 days for them to respond and then another uh, i believe it's 90 days off the top of my head in which to agree to a mediator there is an exception under the statute that exception is an emergency situation i believe this constitutes an emergency situation so the next step of course is whether or not your um uh, court system in your county is open for instance right now in miami day county the courts are closed you You can can do filings, but there's there's very little hearings being held because of of what happened with a worker uh, employee of the court court system testing positive. Broward and Palm Beach are open uh, either either court court call or uh, uh, to some judges do allow attorneys to still come in. There are no jury trials, there's nothing else. I believe a judge judge would look at this as an emergency basis and and more more likely likely than not enter an order. So the good news is, these types of orders unless the judge feels differently can be entered by a judge without a hearing just based on the pleadings you have to get service on the other person Obviously, we'd have to tell the processor, and they'll drop it in such a way that they're safe and not uh, expose themselves, but we would have to get it in such a way where we can get some type of jurisdiction over the person, and then there's more likely than not, I believe, a judge would enter an order on this, because the judge can do that on an emergency basis and temporarily enforce it. That would then then go go to to the police or whatever uh, law enforcement enforcement that that you have. It's going to be the police department, sheriff's department, department, if you you will, and they they would enforce the judge's order. There is no other means that I can guide you at this point in time other than going through those steps and of course you need to go through those steps on a fairly quick basis to avoid that person or persons infecting the rest of your community Um, let me know if anybody has a little any questions about that what to do how to do i'm happy to address those as well Um, one thing we would need to look at is what your documents do provide Um, I have no problem with the association shutting off gate access, making that person go through security, making that person address themselves in a way that makes it more difficult to access your community. I know one association in particular is basically locking their doors and only allowing owners with their car keys to access the building. I have no problems with that you're You're not limiting limiting the owner's owner's right right, and and you are are restricting those outside of ownership from from coming into your building when there's basically a a shelter order uh, in effect throughout the counties okay Okay.
1: last but not not least what i I want want to address tonight
0: is contracts current contracts contracts that you may have and And their enforceability and and what you can can or can't do or should or should should not not do do. so So first and foremost um If you you have have ongoing construction project project, and you have have not been been shut down by the state, by the county, by the city, by the locality, then uh, by all means, if they're willing to continue working and you're comfortable, for instance, it's a re-roofing job, it's something outside of the building that has minimal exposure from those outside workers to your members, guests, and invitees, I see no problem continuing with those projects. In fact, I think those projects must continue. Because Because unless unless you have have what's called called a force majeure, let me give you this spelling that if you want to look it up, it's F-O-R-C-E, second word is M-A-J-E-U-R-E, it's a French term, and it basically means It's it's, it's, it's what's called a common law uh, clause in contract that essentially means it it frees both parties from liability or obligation when when an extraordinary event or circumstance beyond the control of either party, such as a war, strike, riot, crime, plague, um, prevents one or both parties from fulfilling their obligation under the contract. Now, you think to yourself immediately, look, there's a plague going on right now. Uh, or pandemic at play, play. Pardon me. There's, there's a, a pandemic, pandemic going, going on right, right now, and we've, we've got, got to stop all work, all comps. While for, for the, the most, most part, that is occurring right now, it doesn't, doesn't have to be a complete stoppage. A complete stoppage. I, believe I believe that, that work, work being performed outside, of the, outside of the building, building right. um, where, where there's, there's minimal contact with the, contact with the owners, guests, and an invite. invitees, should proceed, and, and there is really no justification in stopping that. If the contractors are telling you that he or she doesn't have workers. Uh, uh, employees that can can come come and do that, that. that's That's a different different issue. I completely completely understand that and if they don't have people, people are sick or or people people are scared to go out, whatever that may be, it would really lay more on their side of being able able to stop the performance performance under these contracts. contracts. With With regards regards to individual owner's actions, you really really have two situations. situations. One is a single-family incident where the uh, owner is having a contractor come to their property solely to do work at their property, not affecting anyone else. Obviously, going through guard gates, you can keep your windows up. They can show ID. There's, there's standards that you can adopt that are a little different than normal ones in IDing people to come in that are satisfactory. Obviously, you get confirmation from the owners and so forth that, it, you know, a, a, ABC constructors uh, and contractors, contractors are coming, coming through, through. On, on the other hand, hand um, condominiums depending, depending on, on how they're, they're set up if you're they're going through a lobby, lobby if you, you can, can access, access it individually through open, open catwalks, catwalks. The, the latter I, I would believe that, uh, um, I'm going to answer your question in just a moment. The uh, the latter, uh, I believe, with the catwalk in an open area would allow people uh, an opportunity to go in and service just those units. I don't think you should stop that type of work, especially if you're continuing your work uh, at the association. However, when you're talking about enclosed facilities, you're talking about elevators, you're talking about uh methodologies of, of getting in, in ingress, ingress and egress into, into and out of a uh, person's unit that that contractor and his or her workers have to pass through common areas that, that other members are going, that are, are going through that are enclosed and that, enclosed, and that can breed unfortunately, unfortunately the virus then i think you, think you should limit those and and, and frankly eliminate, eliminate them. that so, so then you have people going through um, uh, Elevators, walking through hallways, potentially touching guardrails in the hallways, touching the walls, touching the elevator buttons, where you don't have management or uh, maintenance services following them and cleaning after them, that does uh, pose a health, welfare, and safety issue and something that I highly recommend the association shut down.
1: Again, under the force majeure provisions of even those contracts with the owners the association would have the right to do so
0: and to enforce it upon the owner we're talking about a major major pandemic here that is very uh uh, quick to uh, go from person to person and these are steps that you must take so every situation is an individual situation you must look at it that way but you also need to use some common sense on how you apply it um work being done inside the building uh, units in, in particular what I call in corridors, in corridors. corridors. Right, right. so I, I, I think again, if you are working in these enclosed facilities, these enclosed, facilities enclosed corridors, enclosed buildings, where, where workers, workers are, are coughing, coughing, sneezing, and you've, and you've got recycled, recycled air that goes through the receptacles of the, of the air, air conditioning, conditioning systems, since these are enclosed, not open catwalks, you are exposing, exposing owners, guests, and invitees to potential spread of the virus. It's simply not worth it, and you need to put a stop to this. Um, again, they are anticipating the stop to be, I think, I, don't I don't think, think it's gonna be at the end of the month, I think it's gonna be more likely into April, potentially the end of April, but I think if everybody does their job uh, to shelter and to socially distance themselves, and not to expose facilities such as closed and condominium buildings, not the older style open catwalk ones. Then we can all do our part to ensure, or to help ensure, the nominal spread of the virus and hopefully the control of it. Um, there are other issues that I I, uh, uh, I, I want to go over. I'm going to save those for a, a another um, another podcast. We're going on now almost a half hour. I don't don't want want to make them that that long. It becomes becomes boring boring listening listening to me and and especially especially looking at at me. But I do really appreciate all of you that have attended tonight. Uh, I I welcome follow-up emails, phone calls. Um, If if you you have have certain circumstances that affect your association, then please let's let's address it. you know, I know, I know one, one of my, my clients is having some issues where there is a sub association, and the master association is trying to impose restrictions on contractors coming to the sub association. Uh, my client and I discussed this and went through some of this already. Um, you know, there has to be a basis for exercising the health, welfare, and safety for exercising the provisions, the emergency provisions under 718 or 720. Simply, simply saying there's a pandemic, pandemic we don't we want, want people, people coming, coming in, is, is not, not sufficient. Um, your, your sub-association has to have a certain control over what is being serviced to your community. community. You, you have, have deadlines, you have contracts, and you have, you have the health, health welfare, and, and safety of your own, own members, members to deal with, with, with potentially, potentially the projects that are, are ongoing. ongoing. So, so simply, simply shutting one, one down where you're afraid or a master association is afraid that um, the workers are going to spread the virus in the community while then, on the other hand, stopping a project that protects the interior of people's units that can potentially, uh, without completing it, uh, create other health hazards, whether from the water intrusion, mold, or so forth. You know, it's, it's not, not a balancing act. act. you, you got to look at both issues, and you got to make sure that you're not, not stopping one to to allow allow another to occur. occur. So So i leave leave with that, that, even though I promise not to uh, continue going going over, there's so much that goes on with this. I'm dealing with this all day long, trying to answer the questions as as quickly as I can and as best as I can. Um, Again, Again, as as always, I wish all of you only good health. Um, health. Um, Please follow the CDC guidelines, no more than 10 people. Um, You do not have to have your association meetings right now. You can do it all on, on phone, uh, Skype, Zoom, Teams, they all offer free programs to do this. Uh, please uh, exercise social, social distancing. We still are seeing clients in our office happy to do so. We ask, ask to you come in only in one at a time. time. We, we try, try to limit, limit the num- number, number of people. And, of and course, we practice social distancing uh, like everybody, everybody else. Thank, thank you all. Have a great night, night and, and I look, I look forward, forward to uh, future podcasts. All the, all the best, best to you. God God bless. bless. Mm-hmm.